tell me if this sounds like you. You'd love to see your business and impact consistently move up and to the right. You'd love to serve your clients at a higher level because status quo just isn't your speed. You'd love for your unique voice to be heard in a busy marketplace because you're the real deal and you deliver. If this sounds like you, welcome. You're in the right place. My name is Ginny Townsend. Now, let's up level. Good morning, everyone. Ginny Townsend here, and welcome to another episode of Up Level with Ginny Townsend. I'm excited you're here, and today is all about webinars. Let's get right down to it. I am, so if you hear any background noise, I'm actually at San Francisco Airport on a layover, and I wanted to take this moment of being still to, to share with you some things that I've been having constant conversations with people about. So, as you may know, a part of what I do, a big part of what I do, is I help people create strategic webinars to sell their high-ticket offers. Um, and, and so I get asked all the time, so what, what do you see? What's working? What are the trends? And so I thought it might be helpful to share with you some specific trends and some specific actions that you can take if you are thinking about bringing a strategic webinar into your business or if you already have one and you're looking to up-level it, as it were. Um, and so um, my commitment to you, by the way, is that I will never bring you fluff content. <laughs> I hate that when you like, you know, you're searching for an answer on something. So, you know, say you're one of, you know, like a business owner, like my clients that are Googling, like what's working with webinars. And right now it's just like the resources that are out there are terrible. I've found like, <sighs> okay, humor me while I rant for a little bit, but like, how to help people, you know, more people show up to your webinar. Like, the answer is write a blog post. Like, what? Who's going to see the blog post here? Are you going to get traffic to the blog post? Anyway, I just feel like there's a lot of really benign, um, at best, and ugh, lame, vanilla, white bread content out there. And so that's not what this podcast or, you know, or myself is all about. So, all right, here are the five trends that I see really... Uh, taking hold in 2019, we're mid 2019 right now, but I also see it happening um, and like really continuing to take hold in 2020 and beyond. And so the first trend is around the actual length of the webinar. This is a question that I get asked a lot is like, oh, you know, is the 90 minute webinar, the 60 minute webinar, they're dead, right? And uh, okay, another pet peeve of mine is to say that any marketing tactic is dead. You know, I keep hearing that email marketing is dead, but there's still companies that make like millions of dollars. Anyway, so webinars are not dead. <laughs> the 60-minute webinar is not dead. The 90-minute webinar is not dead. But think about your audience, how they're going to be engaging with your content, the price point of your content. If, if you have a little bit of a higher ticket, you're going to need some time. They need to trust you. They need to know you. They need to experience you a little bit more before you make that higher value ask. So if it's higher ticket, tend to just be prepared to have a longer webinar. But then also think about who your audience is. So um, a really fun webinar that I created, and it's, it was a little out of my, my personal knowledge, was, um, and that's why I loved it, so it was a nice challenge for me, was um, a webinar for parents of tweens and teens addicted to screens. That was, that was the product that we were creating a webinar around. And parents are known for having ample free time, right? That's what being a parent is. You just, you sit around, you relax, you eat bonbons. No, absolutely not. So what we did was we created a 10-minute webinar. And, and so her price point fit that. 
but then she was also really taking into consideration and really honoring her really, really busy client's health by, by presenting something in 10 minutes. So I think the length of it is just much more customized to your audience, who they are, thinking about where they are in the buying cycle, think about where, when and where would they engage. If it's in the evenings, if your webinars are in the evenings, think about what other commitments do they have. Or um, yeah, just really being thoughtful around the time, I think is probably what will let your webinar stand out from webinars in your industry. So, and then I'll, I'll say this probably with each trend, but test it. Don't just assume, you know, test a shorter webinar, a five or 10 or 15 minute webinar. Because why not? It'll force you to get really clear on the promise, on the stories, on the bullet points, on the offer, and the benefits, you know, like the whole thing. It'll, it'll only help you make a, a stronger pitch. So that is the length. The length of webinars is a huge trend I see um, just being more custom um, versus boilerplate. Then another trend that I see is substance. And so back in I, uh, 2012, 2014, 2015, around there, I kind of, I lovingly call it the wild, wild west of webinars. And they're really, I mean, I think we didn't have the savviness or just generally broad, broad stroke speaking, the, like the savviness of webinar viewers has gone up dramatically. We, we know that we're being pitched. Right? We just we want to make sure that we connect with the person who's pitching us. With the, you know, do we resonate with their values? Do we resonate with their offer? Do we feel like they understand them? You know, um, do we feel like they have a proven process? Are they trustworthy? All of that good stuff. So it just can't be lather anymore. It cannot be lather. It can't be spheres of air. There really needs to be some substance. And what I mean by substance is connecting with your audience. Really getting in tune with where they're at, the exact pain point that your offer is solving, and the, the promise that you're bringing to them. So um, I'm sure you've heard that there are just really three main markets, um, and I heard it recently described as the, our three desires, which I thought was a really um, a great way of, of saying this. So it's health, wealth, and relationships. So we all desire to have, you know, optimum health, we desire to have wealth, right? Whatever, you know, whatever level of wealth, but just like enough, you know, the ability to spend time with our friends and family, which oftentimes wealth is what allows for that. And then relationships, right? We are, I mean, they're so key to who we are. So really understanding the market that you're selling to, are you selling health? Are you selling wealth? Or are you selling relationships? And being really clear on that offer that's what I mean by the substance. And then being really um, approachable and accessible to your audience. Now, whatever that means to your audience, you'll have to define that for yourself. But, but story is how you will be able to build trust and rapport in a relatively short amount of time and, and be able to you know, make your offer for this solution that will help them out. And so substance is a huge part of, of what I see really standing out in the marketplace with, with webinars. Um, and a second note on the story piece, you love what you do, right? You're really good at what you do. You nerd out at what you do. You geek out. And you have all of the jargon, all of the techno, you know, you have all of the industry terms down, and I 
promise you that your audience does not care. <laughs> I promise you that they're experiencing some kind of pain point that they're looking um, for a solution for, and that's why they're coming to you. So being able to speak your audience's language and not use just jargon, I think is another part of what substance looks like in a high-converting webinar. And so, and it's something that, I mean, I nerd out, I geek out on what I do because I love what I do. But, and I've spent years working on building that knowledge set and experience and, and all that. So it's obviously not a hit or a knock against anything you do, but just know that your audience doesn't care they don't care about the jargon. They care about the results that you can bring them. Okay, so that is substance. And the third trend that I see really taking shape and really taking hold as far as um, successful webinars go is the experience itself. Now, there's a couple different components here. One of them is tech, and then the other I, I classify as options. So the tech of it is there's, man, there's all manner of of um, software for delivering something like a webinar. And I've tried everything that I'm aware of, and there are a few that come to the top, and so I'm happy, I'll, I'll give my recommendations here in a minute, but, um, but again, I will say pay attention to where your audience lives, what, what platform they're most comfortable with, and um, let's, I wouldn't assume. Um, I mean, there's, there are a few broad stroke assumptions that we can make, but, but I recently had an experience. Uh, okay, yeah, let me just tell you that story. So the, for, if you're doing a, a live webinar, or if you're doing a webinar that has um, a specific time and date attached to it, so it's not recorded or it's not uh, on demand, I would highly recommend using GoToWebinar. That's just, it's the industry standard. But what's interesting is not everyone is aware of it, even though it is the category king, in my opinion, of webinar platforms. I was working with some clients who they, it was the, I was setting them up on GoToWebinar, and it was their first time ever experiencing it, and, and also it was their audience's first time really working with it, which shocked me, you know, because I, like, in my corporate, background we used go to I believe it's go to meeting but it's like you know the same feel and then um, I mean I see it being used all the time with with webinars that are geared towards entrepreneurs and and this is anyway so it, it totally it was just a great reminder that I shouldn't make assumptions even though you know um, it, like I said it's a category king um, remember that your audience may not yet be familiar with it and so a secondary recommendation if you want to have a live webinar is Zoom. Now, I have, I have some beef with Zoom webinars. I love Zoom. I use it every day. I literally use it every day. But I've, I've had a couple clients that have used it previously before working with me, and the it didn't record. Like, they thought it was set to record, and, but the recording never actually came through. So that is a risk that if you have the ability to do, like, a backup recording, um, that I think that's that would solve the biggest risk I believe of using Zoom, but um, but so that's what I mean. Like the the tech experience, if someone's totally new 
to using a platform that you're asking them to join. I mean, it, it could be viewed as a barrier. It could be something that a, someone would hesitate logging on and uh, hearing your story and hearing your offer just because of a tech barrier. So that is a part of the experience, making sure they're really, like informed on how to engage with it if your audience doesn't you know, yet use something like GoToWebinar or even Zoom. Um, but then there's also the choices that you give them. And here's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop some gold for you right here. And this is, my guidance to you will be to test. I'm not telling you that this will work with your audience, but it's something that I've seen and I've seen it done really well. And um, it is the experience of meeting your customers where they're at um, and I think, okay, let me give you this example. If you're working with, um, like, executives or some, like, people that have a really, really busy schedule, they know what they want, or at least they know the problem they want to solve, they just want to make sure that you're the right fit or whatever, they just want to see the offer, they don't necessarily need to be romanced, test putting the offer itself on the webinar registration page. It's like... You know, you can treat them as adults, treat them as humans, say like, all right, you know, you've registered, thank you for registering, I can't wait to see you there. Also, if you know this is what you're looking for, you can go ahead, like, here's the actual offer that I'll be making, you can, you know, engage with my services, buy this product, whatever it is right now, or give them the ability, um, in addition to, or instead of the, the thank you page um, offer, um, test doing an on-demand webinar. And I, I've had, it's so interesting how people really, like we can hold on to opinions of, of marketing vehicles based on how we see other people use them, but I completely objectively would challenge you to test using an on-demand webinar. If your ideal audience finds a registration page and they're like, they're in that moment of like, yes, this is what I'm looking for. And then they have to wait a few days to actually watch it. They might, the temperature, their buying temperature might actually go down. So if they're very busy, if they're in the middle of searching for a solution to a problem and they came across your webinar, why not give them the ability to watch it right away? So again, I'm not saying don't use live webinars. I mean, they, they do convert higher um, overall. What I'm saying is test, test the experience, test thinking through the thought process of your ideal audience, their buying timeline, their, their personal timeline, what you're asking of them from, um, you know, booking off an evening to watch an, a webinar live or, or um, giving them the ability to create an, or to watch an on-demand uh, webinar on their schedule and and make the decision on their own terms, which I think a lot of business owners, a lot of executives like to have that 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 control over the time um, that, that they need to decide whether or not your product is right for them. Okay, wonderful. And um, so I think that is the experience trend, um, and really it's 
it's all about testing, like I said, but it's, it's really all about thinking through what is the best experience I can create for my ideal client. And if you approach your business, not just this marketing component of it, but if you approach your business that way, it can't help but succeed. I mean, you'll stand apart. So anyway, I think that's just, that's just some business goal <laughs> for free. Okay. And then the fourth trend is this constant desire to fill the virtual room, as I call it. Now, what I mean by that is, okay, great, you've created a webinar. There's this huge push, you know, for people to have a webinar, whatever, this leveraged selling platform, and, you know, there's a lot of trainings around it, there's a lot of services that help you create your own webinar. Then, what I found with my clients is that there's really not like a, a custom service to help them fill the room once they've once they've created the webinar. So it's like they're planning a party and they're just not sure that anyone will make it. If anyone will come, isn't that the worst? Isn't that everyone's biggest fear? So um, I think that um, having, the, having a plan, having a strategy, having multiple plans, frankly, to fill your virtual room is, is a smart and savvy way to approach utilizing a webinar to its fullest capacity in 2019 and beyond. And what I mean by this is do not rely on one source of traffic to, to bring traffic to your webinar. Don't. If you have a big Facebook following, Instagram following, don't just rely on that. If you, if you have you know, an email list or if you have a network of peers, um, don't just rely on one source. I really believe that success in anything, right, like mitigating risk in anything, is having multiple streams of leads, multiple sources of traffic to whatever you're offering. That really is where, where success, where optimizing, where, where sales, where connecting with your audience and you know getting great feedback, that's when that occurs. So a trend that I see regarding filling the virtual room is taking seriously, putting the multiple streams of traffic in place in your business. Um, and, I mean, you know, to seed an offer, I actually have a resource that I'm coming out with. I've done this one-on-one -on -one with clients, and I just want to let you know that I'm, I'm in the process of building something that will help more people fill their virtual room. So I'm really excited about it. I'm really passionate about it. And then, finally, I would say that the, the fifth trend that I see is that they're still high converting if you take your customer in mind. And so, like I, like I said at the beginning of this episode, people have said, like, oh, do webinars still exist? Like, do they still convert? Oh, webinars are dead, blah, blah, blah. I, I totally just, I, I don't really trust blanket statements like that. And I would hope that you, as a savvy entrepreneur or business owner, wouldn't either. And so, as long as you're taking into account your client's buying cycle, how busy they are, where you can add value, where you can connect with them with story, with your offer, making sure that your offer really meets their needs. Um, because, gosh, heavens, that, I mean, if you don't have a good offer, the best, the slickest webinar in the world, it won't make a difference, right? So um, making sure that, that um, you really know your audience, the offer, the experience, the substance and the, I mean, even the length of the email, all of those components really, I think, reiterate the fact that webinars still convert business owners, entrepreneurs to make millions of dollars a year using webinars alone. 
and so I'm extremely passionate about it. At some point soon, I'll share my story about how webinars really, like how I started to fall in love with them, and have geeked out on them for uh, seven years now. Maybe, yeah, I'll have to find the date. I'll have to find the receipt for the first thing I purchased from a webinar. That'll probably, that'll probably be the closest date I can find to when I just knew webinars were the answer. So really, it's just, it's a leveraged sales platform, honestly. So if that, that term webinar, if you roll your eyes at it, just, I'm rolling my eyes back. It's a leveraged sales platform. So I hope you found these trends helpful. And if you're interested in seeing these in written form, because I'm a visual person, I love seeing a good list, hop on over to ginnytownsend.com slash podcast. And it should be at the top if you listen to this as soon as it's, um, as soon as it's live. And I want to thank you so much again for joining me today. And until next time, continue to be up and to the right.